Too many events. That's all right. <laughs> Ready? Hi, folks. I know we've been gone for a while, but last week we came back and we showed you just how much we love the podcast. So here we are again, two weeks in a row, delivering you podcast magic with love and devotion. But, oh, no, 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 oh, no, you, you wanted the f- Fucking I for crying out loud! Two weeks in a row, you asked for the fucking pass. Well, you know how it is to get these guys here. They're fucking international travelers. They're all over the fucking world. And fucking Mike, how many times do I have to explain to you what international fucking means? And no, it's not a fucking rental car. Well, anyways. Patrick fucking hit it. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Dance. Dance. Welcome to the Jay and Dan podcast. Version 3.0. Brought to you by Engineer Jim's Taint. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag nut. Sure, it's not attractive, but... You want to give it a try at least once. How do you know it's not attractive? I don't know. Have you seen mm-hmm. Engineer Jim's taint? <laughs> Engineer Jim might it's have gold, the most. It's gold, baby. It's gold. <laughs> it's gold. And what what constitutes an attractive taint anyway? Yeah, does anyone, is, are there people on earth that brag about their taint? It's like I got a fantastic taint. My <laughs> is ugly as <laughs> My balls and ass like a washed up dish rag, but well, my taint is really quite nice. While you and your family listen to this podcast, hope you're enjoying it so far. <laughs> Mommy. The what? word that describes my taint <laughs> is glorious. <laughs> Mommy, what are they talking about? Glorious taint would be a good name for a band. Yeah, name, <laughs> That's yeah. an awesome name. That you go to see awesome. Glorious Taint at the whiskey? Yeah, they're going to be awesome. Uh, you're drinking the. The kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Come. Just come, kind of. Come touch my taint. <laughs> Gran- uh, Grandpa you're, has a taint. You're, dr- you're drinking the yerba mate, our new drink. That's right. I this... went into the old uh, Whole Foods, and I'm doing an experiment. I bought uh, six different kinds, so I'm going to try uh, all different kinds. What's this one This you're one's called today? the Sambalzon. Sambalzon? Sambalzon. Uh, low-calorie Amazon energy, Aki Berry energy drink. Oh, I see things aren't going well in L.A. for you. <laughs> this, uh, give this a little taste. Is it a Kai Berry? Aki Berry? Is it a Kai? I think it's a Kai. <laughs> I mean, don't take that from me. Aki, Aki Pateri Berg, former Toronto Maple Leaf and Los uh, Angeles Kings defenseman. So I have a Kai Berry on my taint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just That's get, what I call my balls. Oh, the just, old Akai berries are flaring delicious. up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Not everyone. bad. It tastes like grape. Uh, so, yeah, we are here. Here That's we are. She said. Uh, two weeks in a row. <laughs> Jim's, Jim's riled up today. Yeah, I love sorry, it. Sorry, I love it. Sorry. Two weeks in a row. We've made it in. Um, our first our return to the podcast. We admit it was a bit hectic. There was a lot going on. Yeah, but was, I think it went we it went really well. Yeah, it did. The feedback has been really, really nice, really overwhelming. We appreciate that you guys are happy to have us back, even though we let you down for several months. Uh, but we are going to uh, 
pick up where we left off last week. We're talking a lot about Sochi again. Um, by the way, you're wearing. I decided to go with the shorts again. People were talking about our pasty white legs, so you decided to wear jeans because you're it's like, good. I don't want to. It's a little chilly out there today. A little windy. It's like 20 Celsius. It's a bit windy. <laughs> and I know when we leave here late into the eve, it'll be really chilly. Mm. You're thinking ahead. Yes. Yeah, you're thinking ahead on this one. I understand that. Because yeah. when, when I get home, i got to walk the dog. See. Oh, God. Yeah, the dog was, it's got something hanging out of its asshole, too. It's a tumor. It's got a tumor hanging out of its oh, asshole. We call it the raspberry. You were thinking of actually cutting that off with a pair of kitchen scissors. No, oh. it, it'd probably just be... Get right in there, just dig right in there, cut the tumor off like a good Where doctor. is the banana hot dog? Patrick, Patrick's like going to be sick. I'll kill your dog. Here's the thing. The guy's got cancer, so it's everywhere, and it's coming out his bum. Right. So when you're walking, he's still cute, he's still full of energy. Yeah. So when someone comes up, they pat him, they're like, oh, what a cute dog. And then he turns around, they're like, right. ah! Like, good God, what is that? <laughs> You see the horror in their eyes. They're like, okay. Uh, that's an inflamed <laughs> So someone asked the other day, oh, hemorrhoids? And I'm like, no, that's a tumor. And then they're like, oh. Yeah, then uh, you don't want to pet the dog. You're like, uh, I feel bad for him. It's, he's got a complex. Yeah, but you want to take the dog and just drop him off in the middle of the desert like every other no, day. No, 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 no. He's a, he's a good little dog. He <laughs> doesn't have much time left in this world. So if he's listening, hey, hi, PK. Hey, PK. We think you're great. Do you, ever, do you take a drink with you when you go walk the dog? Just take, like, uh, Julian from Trailer Park Boys? Just walk around with a rum and coke? No, and... I go in and just grab him. Let's get this over <laughs> let's get with. This, <laughs> let's get this over with, old taint. And the the problem with the uh, the tumor out your ass is a lot of poop. A lot of poop. Because it can't, it can't, it doesn't have a clear passage. Well, I don't, I don't know. He must have it in his stomach, too, because as soon as he eats something, five minutes it's later, gone. boom. Well, his innards are probably all messed up. Poor yeah. little guy. Uh, yeah. Dog. <laughs> Patrick's just Dog. horrified right now. <laughs> I'm not playing any sound bites around here. All <laughs> right. Oh, so, uh, that's sad. We're uh, trying to make light of a very bad situation, yeah. people. No. Yeah, it's a poor little guy. We're, we're animal lovers. Uh, I think my wife and I may get a dog very soon. What kind of dog should we get? Um, I say you get a Great Dane. Just get a b- massive dog. <laughs> a dog that's bigger than she is. <laughs> I always laugh when people are driving around and the dog can't fit in the car. So it looks like Marmaduke in the back of a But we live in a like a thousand square foot apartment. Like that dog would just have its own room, I guess. Perfect. Oh, that'd be fine. Then the dog would sleep with us and then I don't know what what would happen after that. Bestiality. You got in some weird shit down there. Well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Probably want to Why not, eh? Probably want to bleep out that last part. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we have to uh, induct the uh, Canadian Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, the Canadian songbird. My favorite uh, thing about this this, one, this week's uh, inductee, which is, uh, well, I, I told Ian Martin, who's here with us here on the podcast, one of our fine production assistants, I said we were inducting, and he said, who is Anne Murray? That was his, <laughs> he had no idea. But there she is, Canada's songbird, Anne Murray. Uh, if you are looking at the video on the podcast, and um, we'll try to describe the picture, she's got a look on her face like, what the fuck are you doing? I know what that look says. It says, am I a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it'll be fun. Well, this is uh, so... <laughs> no, that's a legitimate... No, two, and now... two and done, two and done. No, and she and she is, and good for her. Or is she? Has she officially come out? Okay, let's, uh, let's recap. <laughs> We're five minutes in. Uh, taint. 
cancer tumor, <laughs> you and a dog, <laughs> Anne Murray. Bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, thought that look was like, is that Jim's taint? <laughs> I'd be more like, what the is that? Like this is, yeah, this is the look of if Jim had taken Anne Murray. Jim, as a you know, a young recording engineer in the early '80s in the Hollywood Hills, he's oh, partying yeah. at the Rainbow. He picks up Anne Murray, <laughs> brings her back to his palatial estate in Coldwater Canyon, and then just instead of just dropping his drawers and showing his junk, he's like, "That's not how I do, shit, bitch. This is what I do." Bends over, pulls his pants down, exposes his taint, and that's the look Anne Murray gives him right there. <laughs> She's like, what's, 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 my, what's my next move, she says. Um, I'm afraid. I don't swear a lot on the podcast, but I'm afraid to now because last week uh, I had an F-bomb oh, yeah. survive the censors. It slipped through. When we were talking about the random red couch. <laughs> you, were, you were so fired up about it. I was really angry. You were really angry. I know you want to talk about the Travago guy this week. Okay. So... But wait, before we do, can I just read one thing? Yeah. So my friend Reed was here this weekend uh, visiting, and uh, Jim, you met him. He was thrilled to meet you. Yeah, great guy. He was asking you questions about what you knew about Edmonton, and you said... Hookers and blow. Exactly. <laughs> so so then Reed's here watching the show with us, and he's upstairs in my office, and I was worried. I, I, I hadn't seen him for a while. I was like, I hope he's okay. So I send Mike, Mike here, sexy Mike, and... Uh, Melissa Zimmer, our production manager, an email, and I say, sorry to bug you guys, just wondering if someone can check on Reed and see if he's okay. Legit question. Mike kindly writes back and says, I got him. <laughs> Sonny McLean's in Santa Monica. I'm like, whoa, what a nice guy. He took my friend, he was bored in my office, took him to a bar in Santa Monica. For, I'll go meet him after the show. Amazing. I'm like, wow, best. I write back, Haha, what? You're actually there? I'm like, thrilled. I put it in all caps. And Mike writes back. I'm here, but not with Reed. <laughs> I gotcha. Come by if you guys are out. I promise it's great. So, Oh, so you're playing a game. Yeah. So, Reed. <laughs> and I can read and write. Thanks, guys. Reed could have been dead. Exactly. And Jay would have left the workplace. Right. He would have been trapped inside this place. Right. You I would have replied again, like, if I hadn't heard back. I, I was got... giving you, like, 20 minutes. Oh, my God. I came upstairs. Reed was crying. <laughs> I actually I did tell him about it. He's like, I and I said, come by. I, I needed a pass to get back into the studio. I didn't have a pass. He was distraught. <laughs> any he irony was pretty upset. It, any irony that his name is Reed and Mike had trouble with this? Whoa! Oh, bravo. Wow! Bravo! bravo. Snap! Just said, I read and wrote an email. <laughs> I read, read and wrote. That doesn't. That doesn't work. <laughs> read and wrote does not work. Yeah, I read an email and wrote an email. Oh my god! Replied. I love it. Is that the term? For I all? know how to read and wrote. But, <laughs> I made mistakes. But Melissa actually emailed me back and was like, uh, "How many? How often do you drunk email people, Botticello?" Oh, really? Because like, yeah, you said because you were playing a trick and she thought you were just loaded. Yeah, yeah. you were probably loaded. As yeah. you should have been. And I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Friday night. Hey, can we play the clip that's being retired? Mm. No. Yes. I, already, Go already, for it. I already deleted you it. You deleted it? It's gone. Jay asked for it. I got it off. I got it right away. <laughs> yeah, I asked for the play ball clip to end. Yeah, no more play ball. Sorry, everybody. So, uh, Travago guy. Okay, so everyone's seen the Travago <laughs> commercial where the guy's guiding us through how to use the website. Now, 
uh, Mike, are are you going to have this picture in picture for the people yeah. watching? The, okay, so people will be able to follow along. This is fantastic. But everyone's seen the commercial by now. Yeah, pretty much everyone's seen the, the Travago. It is a homeless man <laughs> teaching you how to book a hotel room. My the way I described him is. Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap, if he went on like a Coke bender to end all Coke benders. <laughs> I, I, I uh, tweeted a picture and I said, I think this guy's a hobo. I got a lot of great comments. People saying, I never trust a man who tucks in his shirt and doesn't have a belt on. Mm. Oh, interesting. I kind of Maybe agree his pants just fit then. And another one was, I can smell the cigarettes and whiskey from oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> definitely a big-time smoker in between every take. Maybe with, Tra- my pack. Maybe with Travago.com, he's waiting for you to book a hotel because he stays in it with <laughs> That's you. That's right. You show up and he's there, and he's dropped his pants and exposed his taint to you. So what is— I'm the Travago guy. What is the casting process for that? Do they say— we want to go with a guy who looks like he doesn't have a lot of money, so you think you're rich when you book a hotel? No, I think they said, let's try to get Scott Bakula for this ad. And then Bakula's people are like, yeah, what are you guys paying? And they're like, we're just starting up. We don't have a lot of scratch. But, you know, my cousin Todd Bakula, who's really <laughs> down on his luck right now, could do the ad. And there you go, Todd Bakula. For sure, between each take. He's hauling a dart. Okay, tell me when we're ready to go. And then flicks it off set. And And then then... boom, goes. (laughs) Kind of like producer Tim when he's producing our show. And does the person shooting it say, do we have a razor? No, no. No. We want want to go with his just out of bed look. But is he any worse than that one unshaven life mates guy? Well, all the life mates guys who couldn't get any of those girls. And they're all just like untucked shirt. Like, I've got no time to find a girlfriend. I've got no time. Yeah, what do you mean you have no time? You just work 9 to 5. You go out to a bar at night, find someone. It doesn't work that way anymore. Anyway. It's a different day and age. You can't just go into a hotel and book a room anymore. You can't just go to a bar and pick up a girl anymore. It's a new world. Bacula will be sitting there waiting for you. What is Bacula doing? (laughs) Well, he was in... uh, Quantum Leap? Yeah, and then he was in the Star Trek uh, Quantum Leap, that was a Fox show, wasn't it? No, I think that was ABC. Yeah, I think you're right. That was a hit. Big hit. Yeah, that was yeah, a good show. Big hit. And Never then he was, knew on, was, gonna he was on a Star Trek show, like one of those Star Trek uh, reboot shows. That was shot in Vancouver. Oh, was it? I think so. Oh. I'm just guessing. No, wasn't it the one? Uh, I just guessed. The water one? <laughs> with the, no, uh, it wasn't Sequest. Sequest? No? <laughs> that was the dumbest show in the history of television. We're yeah. not going to go into space. We're going to take the submarine and we're going to go on a sequest through the oceans because presumably all the natural resources had been used up and we needed to dive down and find them in the core of the earth. And that was the show. And then there was like the nerdy little kid, you know, who's like, oh, he's a wizard with computers. Oh, no, he's gone away with the submarine again. We've got to chase him down. Oh, was he evil? No, he was like a cute little kid, you know. It was like, oh, I'm sorry, Commander. I guess I got into trouble again. Like uh, Wesley Crusher on Star Trek Next Generation. You know, like, oh, hello, I'm Wes Crusher. I can practically run this ship. I hate when they bring on little uh, nerdy kids. Sounds like a little <laughs> sci-fi sh- Yeah, he was a cute. <laughs> it was uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Right. That's what Bakula was on. Yeah. Shot in Vancouver, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I, uh, I actually so fast. I worked on the music for Star Trek: Next Generation. What, Jim? Jesus kidding. H Christ! That's <clears throat> unbelievable. Really? Yeah, the, like the first three seasons with Captain Picard. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, we recorded over at Paramount Pictures, like orchestra. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. 
That must be a very cool experience. Yeah, it was awesome. How many takes for each song? Uh, it, you know what? It, a lot of times they just nail it, but usually they do a couple anyways. They so, do one for safety or whatever. Right. But these are they guys watching psych- the scene? Are yeah. they watching the scene while they're playing? So uh, we have a huge screen. Uh, the scoring stage at Paramount. There's one over here, by the way. If you guys have, uh, we, haven't been to it, on one insane. of our first days here, we they we took had a us over shoot. to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. So uh, anyway, so they got the big screen roll in there. The conductor's on the podium. He sees the picture. The orchestra's reading sheet music. And uh, there's They don't just come up with it on the fly? uh, No, no. It's all scored. (laughs) Everything. It'd be great if they improv it. Like a jazz A little little line goes by, and the click start, and they they get the whole tempo, a click in their headphones, so you know what tempo to come in at, and it's... Boom, and you go in. I'd love to sit in on that. that. Oh, it's awesome, yeah. That was a great theme song. Uh, Dennis McCarthy was the composer for a lot of those. Cool. The only one I know is John Williams, the Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jaws. Yeah. Everything. That guy did did it all. Don't know anything. Oh, and Danny Elfman, the Oingo Boingo Mm -hmm. guy. Harry Potter. I'm sure you've seen Harry Potter, Dan. Wasn't he, wasn't she she married to Jenna Elfman? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where is Jenna Elfman now? Oh, can we call Shrek? What was that yeah. crazy show where she? Darman Greg. Would, yeah. Oh God, I hated that show. Because we're talking. Yeah. We're calling Shregs, right? Both. Yeah. Uh, let's call them both. Dharma yeah. and Greg. Was there a worse show ever? I don't think I watched a single episode of that show. And I just saw some horrible movie she was in too. Um, Porno. Probably by now. No. Um, she had a weird look. Like you're like, is she attractive or? Maybe. She had like a odd curve to her body too. Like what? A curvy body. She was a hunchback. No, she, was, <laughs> she was like, hey guys. <laughs> she, did. she had like, I'm Dharma. I'm a hunchback. Come f- me. <laughs> I've got a weird curve, but I put out. That was a great SNL skit this past week. It was. That was like an old school SNL skit. I'm like, totally uh, with yeah. you on that. The uh, the overconfident hunchback. <laughs> that was really funny. I enjoyed that. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get our guests on the line here. This is gonna be a lot. So of fun. Peter Schreg, you heard last week. Uh, I mentioned we're revisiting Sochi. Uh, so Peter was there with us the entire run, and yeah. also a Michelle Kwan, American figure skating legend. Yeah. Will be joining us to talk Sochi as well. Yeah, uh, very, two-time very Olympic cool medalist. Um, the thing uh, that was amazing about Michelle is that obviously we didn't know her going in, and in the end, if we could have all voted like a person we all liked the most, she was the person. Yeah, like she was so kind and sweet and such a pro. Uh, had to work with Shregs every day. That had to have been terrible. Yeah. She uh, she had to hang out with him, but uh, he it's one of the oh. best experiences of his working career. Is that what he said? I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting him just before he steps into the NBA draft lottery. Yeah, so this is man, exciting stuff. Yeah, what he's got ten, he's got eleven minutes we, here. We, so we got, got ten a, minutes with these two, so this is key stuff here. Okay, key. P- key Peter Schrager. Peter, Sh- Jim, what's going on? He's explaining it to Peter Schrager how the phone works. Peter, Peter Schrager. Dude. From live from New York City, Peter Schrager. Peter? Hey! Uh, Peter, I was just explaining that uh, your experience at the Olympics working with Michelle every day was one of the highlights of your career, correct? 
Oh, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Uh, ben, I mean, it was amazing. I would be walking around with Michelle Kwan. She's not only the most famous person in the entire city of Sochi, uh, she's also an icon in South Korea, where Kim Yoo-na, who is the hero of South Korean figure skating, grew up loving Michelle Kwan. So anytime we would see a South Korean person, they'd come up and ask for autographs with Michelle, they'd start weeping. And by approximation, because I was partnered up with her, they would ask me for my photograph. So I would take photos. I would take photos of these 13-year-old Korean girls. They, they were thinking I was some champion figure skater. Certainly not the case, but it was a, uh, a thrill to be around Michelle throughout the Olympics. But, Peter, every time you went to the, uh, the Olympic uh, figure skating rink, you were with Michelle, and she'd always be talking with the, the, roi- the figure skating royalty. So the paparazzi, you're always ending up in all the shots because instead of if there was a lull in action, they'd take photos of the, the uh, figure skaters that were in attendance, correct? Yes, the very well-trafficked figure skating gossip blogs have lots of photos of me uh, in the background just hanging out. But yeah, I mean, it was like Yamaguchi would come by, Katarina Vitt would come by, and Evan Lysitjak. I mean, what's going on? And I'm just sitting there with my, uh, you know, thumb in my mouth like, oh, hi, guys, I uh, cover the NFL. But it was a blast. I loved it. Yeah, you, you genuinely got fired up to cover figure skating. Like, there was, a, there was pure joy in your voice. And you said it. I, one of the best things you said, I think it was, uh, was it the last one, the women's singles, Pete, where you said it was one of the best atmospheres you've ever experienced in your life? And you've been to Super Bowls and stuff. It was absolutely amazing. The tension in that building when you're waiting for the final results, uh, I can't describe it. It was awesome. The suspense was great. And I got into it. I mean, Michelle can tell you. It was like I was studying up, and I knew everyone's life story. And, Jay, you came for a night. You saw one of the big events, and uh, it was amazing in that, in that building. It was, yeah, so, it was so much fun, and, and guess who we have on the line with you, Pete? Peter Schrager, oh. this is your life. Oh. <laughs> Michelle Kwan is on the phone. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Schrager. Hi, Peter. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jay. How are you all doing? We're great, oh, Michelle. This is, this is some reunion. I'm getting teary-eyed over here. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm so glad to hear that being in a skating atmosphere was so much better than being in like a watching what NFL, NBA, all the things that you cover. I, I'm just so glad to hear about. It. <laughs> she knows I'm not lying. I had goosebumps just being around uh, those final uh, gold medal events. Uh, but guys, you gotta you gotta talk to Michelle because. If there was one star in that city the entire three weeks we were there, it was this woman. But, but Schrager, before, before we let you go, we know you have to go into the, uh, the draft lottery. You, you wanted to go on a rant this week, and I'm sure Michelle misses your rants. Yeah, she, ha- she experienced it for two full weeks in Russia. <laughs> I'm sure she would love to hear just one more rant from you, Pete. Yeah, oh, Peter, and, you're, uh, you're awesome. Michelle knows. I love how you covered your skating. It was the best partner ever. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Uh, my rant today is about everyone comparing everything to Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't watch the show, don't know the show, but anytime there's anything that happens, everyone immediately says, oh, it's like Game of Thrones. So the New York Times fires their editor-in-chief. Oh, my God, it's like Game of Thrones, or the Golden State Warriors fire Mark Jackson after a 51-win season. It's like Game of Thrones. We need a more creative show, guys. I want to see someone say, it's like Mad About You. Or, How about Dharma like, and Greg? Yeah, exactly. Or it's like Dharma and Greg, or it's like Family Matters. Just give me a different analogy from TV. I'm sick of the Game of Thrones. Schrager, I'm with you. And there, but to to go even further, they'll be like, it's like Dragula the Great from the North when he was oh, murdered. It's the best. It's Joffrey versus the Lancasters. I don't know what any of this means, but it's like <laughs> for three years. 
for three years now, every time anything dramatic happens in any industry, it's like Game of Thrones, and everyone like snickers, oh, yeah, I totally get it. I just, well, not everything could be like Game of Thrones, and when they fire someone, it doesn't have to be like the Red Wedding every single time. Like, let's, let's temper the analogies. That's my big, uh, that's my rant for the day, guys. M- Michelle, are you a Game of Thrones I fan? I am not, sadly. Okay, Perfect. so you're on but board with Peter, Shrek. Peter, you so. have to... You have to get a new trend, then. You gotta. Yes, Shragger. You have to. Come on. And don't just go mad. Don't every go for reference. the easy. Don't go for the easy Mad Men references. No, every reference is going to be to a '90s figure skating reference. Just from now on, <laughs> that is all it will be. Everything is Elvis Stoico. Everything is Michelle Kwan. Just, what is that? Just, just everything has to be '98. Uh, or 94, and we're just going to go Winter Olympics analogies moving forward. I'm sick of the Game of Thrones stuff, guys. It's such an easy, easy move. And for the millions of people who don't watch it, it's just getting old. Not everything can be compared to some show on HBO. Thank you, Shrags. We know you've got to go watch the, uh, the ping pong balls fall. Love it, guys. Hey, the podcast was on fire last week. I can't wait to hear the rest of this one. <laughs> Thanks, Shrags. Thanks, Peter. We love you. Michelle, can Bye, we talk? Michelle. Michelle, don't hang Michelle. up. Michelle, don't hang up. I won't. Michelle, um, we know so you're at a fundraiser. Tell us where you are right now. You're at a fundraiser. Your husband, Clay Pell, is running for governor of Rhode Island. You could be the first lady of Rhode Island. This is very exciting. How's the campaign going, and how's the fundraiser? Um, it's going really well. He announced um, earlier this year it's been nonstop. Um, I've been crisscrossing the state of Rhode Island. I'm currently in Providence in our home, um, and it's super exciting. I just... I actually just left a, a house party that somebody down the street is hosting for Clay. And it's really it's making sure that we connect with people. We do phone banking. We knock, we're going to start knocking on doors. And I, I've already promised that I will lace up my hockey skates, roll hockey skates, wow. and knock on doors. Wow. <laughs> this so, is- Michelle Kwan, you're actually living my nightmare, going around talking <laughs> to people all day. <laughs> But that's what you do every day, Dan. Yeah, but I don't. I kind of talk to them. I don't have to. I don't have to. And Michelle, we we only have to talk to cameras. You know, we don't have to talk to real humans. (laughs) Uh, Michelle, do you miss the open sewer that was in front of our hotel in Sochi? Oh, it was so amazing! Come on, that open sewer um, and the roosters. And where do you get that? I mean, you're in California. Do you have? You don't have roosters and just waking you up in the morning? Yeah. So, Come on. Um, I know. About, I actually, uh, I sent you the picture that I saw. I think it was like two days after I got back to California. I went into the CVS in uh, Redondo Beach, staring at me in a Coca-Cola display after spending three weeks with her. Michelle Kwan. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Michelle, you'll be very happy to know that I went up to the, uh, the Torrance ice skating rink, and we skated at the rink where you learned how to skate. Oh, you did? Yes. Fabulous. How wonderful. No, good memories there. Um, Our family, we we opened an ice rink in Artesia um, in California, not too far, so you have to visit. You'll see my father, my my whole family, my my sister, Karen, and my brother-in-law, Peter, Opergard, and they're all there. So you'll have to take your family skating there. Oh, definitely. And, Michelle, uh, how is Shep doing your your agent, uh, Shepard? Uh, was with us the whole time, and I was a little concerned about him about halfway through the games because I thought he might have considered the whole thing just a complete nightmare and thought maybe he had really <laughs> let you down by hi- getting you hired on with us. But how is he no, doing it was now? A dream. Shep, 
Goldberg is fantastic. <laughs> uh, he has been my manager for over 20 years. It's hard to believe. Wow. We started working together, together before the Lily Hammer 94 Olympics. Um, he's fabulous, and he's doing well. <laughs> and how would you compare, in all seriousness, the Sochi experience uh, I know it's hard to compare when you when you competed, but just the overall the way they put the games on. Did, in the end, do you think they did a good job? Or, or I think they did an incredible job. No doubt. No doubt in my mind that they did an incredible job. Um, it was a fascinating experience because not many Olympic Games do you see a cluster of venues because um, we all experienced it. We had you know tickets to the hockey game, then we went figure skating, we had the credentials to go from venue to venue. And most games, summer and winter, you would have to take, you know, a bus or public transportation to go from one place to another, and you can spend all day. I mean, if you if you want to ha- if you have tickets to one, um, and then want to commute, you know, two three hours sometimes through traffic to another, sometimes it can be impossible. So, I had a great experience, and I think the athletes, the athletes that I spoke to, the Olympians. They just said truly was the most well-organized um, event that they've been to and had an incredible experience because really the athletes had a chance to bond because of the closeness of the different venues. Uh, Michelle, how much do you miss us? That's the real question. <laughs> oh, I miss you guys so much. Uh, <laughs> it's been too long. Yes. Because you talked about, like, bonding. I mean, we really bonded at in Sochi. We were all We were kind of under house arrest because you couldn't really <laughs> go anywhere, so we would create our own fun, and we'd have dance parties. And uh, as you probably may know, because she was a figure skater, Michelle, an awesome dancer. Yeah, you're a good dancer, Michelle. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's A true. lot of people ask, why haven't you gone on Dancing with yes. the Stars? Yes. Oh, why haven't you gone on Dancing with the Stars? I've been asked, and I think... Amy Purdy, who's on it now, and Meryl Davis. Charlie White was unfortunately voted off. But they're doing incredible work. But uh, when I was asked, I was I was in school. I was either at the University of Denver, and then when I was asked again, I was enrolled in grad school. And just um, it was too much. I love dancing, but I just needed to. Do other things. You're going to save yeah. it for the for the top floor of our palatial Sochi hotel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, Michelle, Good since we're at ma- the majority of our listeners are Canadian, your favorite Canadian figure skater of all time. Wow. Um, we saw a lot of Kurt. Elvis. We saw a lot of Kurt Browning while we I were mean, in Sochi. I'm going to name them all because I'd be like Patrick, Elvis, um, Kurt, Jose Schminard. Oh, there's so many incredible Canadian skaters. Um, I, I I would hate to say one. <laughs> okay, that's a very and, very and we smart spent answer. some time uh, you and I at a at a couple events that Elvis was sitting next to us because Elvis was working for Yahoo. And I remember Michelle when I first met Elvis, he sort of like was like eh, whatever, and I was like, oh, what a dick Elvis is, God. And then you said, oh, you know what? Elvis told me later that he was really nervous to meet you, and then I felt like <laughs> a total asshole, Michelle. <laughs> Well, you should. Elvis is awesome. I know, I did. I toured, I toured with him for over, I wouldn't say 10 years. And we, I, we, I guess we grew up, I am, I'm, well, I was 13 on my first tour on Champions and I. Oh, my and goodness. So, <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So, um, I, I, 
I've read lots of good stories, too. Oh, really? <laughs> but not one of Not that you can say here? <laughs> no, but do you remember, um, he said that he, he mentioned that he was going to be on Broadway. I mean, he's like jack of all trades. He, wow. And he's he a black belt. Artist. Yeah, he's a black, black belt. belt. He sings. He races. And, yeah, it, it just goes on and on. So, and he lives uh, in Mexico now? and. Yes. Yeah, like he's man a real renaissance man. All right, I guess I like him, Michelle. You convinced <laughs> me. Michelle, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you for spending the time. Are you going back to that party now? I am. I am. You, okay, you Michelle. left the party to talk to us? Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Oh, wow. Hey, Michelle, awesome. can you do me a favor? Steal a bunch of, of liquor on our behalf from the host. Oh, I don't think I can. Oh, okay. That probably <laughs> wouldn't be good for the campaign. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Michelle, good Thanks, luck. Thank you, guys. And good luck to Clay and yourself, and uh, keep us posted on the campaign, and we're going to be pulling for you, okay? Okay, thank you. Lots of love. Okay, take care, Bye. Michelle Kwan. That is uh, Can- Canadian, American figure skating legend Michelle Kwan, and <laughs> earlier joined by Peter Schrager, who uh, uh, was with her during the entire Sochi experience as they reported on figure skating for Fox. She's such a nice person. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention the open sewer Last week. <laughs> I thought you did mention did it last I? week. I'm uh, pretty sure you did. I don't think you did. I don't no? think I did. No, no, maybe I just heard you talk about it so much. <laughs> that was the one overwhelming uh, smell. Yeah, it would because it ran all the way along the street in front of our uh, La Tarazza, our yeah. hotel. La Tarazza. Okay, so now we can put Sochi in the books. That's it, guys. We'll never talk about it again. <laughs> Next week, Robert Lucetich, our Fox <laughs> golf reporter, who was reporting on snowboarding at the games. The best would be, that would be they would get him on set. Like, okay, what are you going to say? He's like, I wasn't at the mountain today. I wasn't at the venue. What would you like me to say? The Canadians are going to win. That's what he would say. The Canadians are going to win. And the, uh, we forgot to mention, too, that Chris Chelios was with us the entire time. Um, <laughs> so Chris arrives. Uh, he arrived late one day, and because of uh, the time change and such, you always need a nap or you're always disoriented. So he checked in. I said hi to him. He went up to his room. I saw him the next day. I'm like, so your room good? He goes, yeah, I went to my room and then went down to the, the front desk. I came back. There was a cat in my room. Yeah, there's <laughs> cats. There was dogs. There was, and he, I didn't know, but he's terrified of cats. Yeah, he just does weird. not like them. Another thing about Chelios, um, you know, like at the, I was, I'm a hugger. You know, I'll hug everybody. Oh, yeah. he like so, it. and he, he doesn't want to be hugged. We'd spent two weeks together, so I was just like, I'm going in, Tulsi. I'm going in for the hug with Chelly. Here it comes. And he really, like, recoiled. Yeah. Like you recoil, but he gave in and gave me a reluctant sort of light pat hug. Uh, so I, was, I feel like that accomplished something there. Yeah, he admitted. He says he, he's more of a handshake guy. Yeah, a bit, bit more <laughs> of a handshake guy than a um, guy. Also turned out to be a – well, we already knew what to expect. He's, he's a legend, and uh, everything yeah. we heard about him, true, great guy. No, I, Very re- knowledgeable. I really, really like Chelios a lot. I think he hated being on television and will never do it again. And we weren't, we weren't openly cheering for Canada because we know we were there reporting on American athletes. But whenever yeah. he saw us after a Canada uh, win, he didn't like, want to see us. Like, go after no. yourself. Yeah, he, he was not happy. <laughs> he's, he is such a hardcore American hockey guy. I mean, he's the greatest American defenseman ever. Um, yeah, love the guy. And then this week we got Darren Pang on the show. Panger. Panger in the house. He was here on Monday night. Yeah, Panger's here, all, I think, throughout the conference. Finals. I made a request that we get Panger, so I'm actually taller than someone on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we could get Panger in on the pod so we could chat with Panger a little bit. He's got nothing else to do. Yeah, He's just hanging probably around. Probably sitting around right now. Ugh. Maybe you could give him the use of your office. Uh, 
Well, there's a hobo living in there now. No one cleans it. It's the guy from the Travago ad. <laughs> hey, I booked this officle uh, for the low price of $10 a day. I'm like, well, where's that $10 going? Can I have it? Hey, I uh, took uh, – I told you my friend Reed was in town. I took him on one of those Hollywood bus tours. Oh, yeah. How was it? It was so much fun. But the best part was going to, to Grauman's Chinese Theater and seeing all the, the crazy dudes dressed as, like, characters asking for money to take pictures. Yeah. But, like – there's like a Captain Jack Sparrow, and like from the top up, you're like, okay, I can kind of buy it. And then he's wearing like a pair of flared acid wash <laughs> jeans. With, <laughs> I thought he's going to be wearing track pants. <laughs> and then there's like a Spider-Man who is wearing track pants and like like New Balance sneakers. <laughs> so he's just, to the he's just got the mask and the top and then the, the track so what, pants all and the pictures are just from the waist up? No, he's just, well, he's like, fuck it, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man on a day off. <laughs> I'm fucking Spider-Man. You just accept it. And Come, people are still taking pictures, pictures. Right? Oh, yeah. Everyone's still showing up, taking pictures with the guy. No problem. Well, the same thing happens in Times Square in New York, and they get violent. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't pay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I really saw people pissed. like going up, and then they're like chasing them, because like, yeah. they can't talk because they're in costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I tried to take a picture. There's the Statue of Liberty one in Times Square, yep. and I tried to take a picture of the Statue of Liberty with your guys' billboard. And he wouldn't do it for less than five bucks. Yeah. I didn't have any cash on me because. Oh, we blew our budget, so we yeah. couldn't afford the five bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. If, that's don't make bad. that much money. <laughs> no, that's too bad. Well, but and then we went we went down. We were going down Hollywood Boulevard, Jim. I wanted to talk to you about this. So, you know, it's like you're listening on the on the headphones, you know, and it's a recorded tour. And it's I think it's the guy from The Nanny, the English guy. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> do you use your own headphones or they ever No, they provide, the they provide you headphones. Ugh. So I, I hope they're not out there cleaned. <laughs> Was it was it one of the open air ones? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the top. Yeah, exactly. We're on the top of the double decker bus and we're zipping around. It was really cool. They're pointing stuff out, but they're like, they're like, see that liquor store over there? Do you know the band Guns and Roses? <laughs> they used to live just up the street from that liquor store. <laughs> so not above the liquor store, oh, no. up the street. Just up the street, and they would often frequent the liquor store. And buy an old, cheap brand of wine called Night Train. <laughs> Later, they put out their first album, Appetite for Destruction. And what was song three on said album? <laughs> Night Train. Hmm. I'm like, really? Is this this is all you have to tell us? Uh, did, did you drive by a grocery <laughs> store and they tell the same story? Well, they we drive by El Pollo Loco. Oh, okay, yeah. a little chicken fast food place. They're like... See that El Pollo Loco on the corner? Well, many years ago, there was a struggling actor who was stand outside El Pollo Loco with a chicken outfit on and hold a sign directing you to the El Pollo Loco. That actor was... Brad Pitt. We're like, okay, great. They're making shit up. I know, it's like, is that even real? Like, like... Did he even really? No, he did, right? There? He did just in a chicken suit. I have no idea. Was man. there was there any part of the tour where you're like, "Wow, that is cool"? Yeah. Well, what I loved about the tour is, you know, I this in all seriousness, I love those double decker bus tours in any city because you can see a bunch of shit really fast. Yeah. So you know, we went to L.A. County Museum of Art, La Brea Tar Pits. You yeah. just go to it fast, and, and I don't need to stop at any of that stuff. I just want to see it. Yep. Sot sot sot. Whiskey a go go sod sod viper room there it is great there's where River Phoenix died great boom we're still going great there. <laughs> there's where River Phoenix died great <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so I loved it I would recommend and it and then highly. you went to an Angels game 
Yeah, I went and saw the Halos. We were just roasting out there. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's an awesome stadium. Good crowd. The big A? (laughs) The big A. The big anus. That's uh, what they call it, the big anus. I tried to go to Disney yesterday. Pujols crushed a couple home runs, by the way. One problem, we turn on to the freeway, and uh, my oldest says, I don't feel so well. Oh, <laughs> like poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. She's very uh, very um, direct with her puke, though, right in the bag. She she knew she was going to throw it. Oh, really? Her. Yeah. God, most kids aren't that uh, concise. And... She still wanted to go to Disney after <clears throat> the throwing up, though. I'm like, eh, probably we'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll uh, go home. But the thing is, we've talked about this. Oh, God. Here it is again. <clears throat> we've talked about this with Disney. If you puke at Disney, there will be two guys in, like, suits will fly out from nowhere, like from <laughs> underground or something, and they'll clean that puke up in, like, a second. It is Puke clean. ninjas. It, yeah. Just, yeah. They're so clean. It, like, because they've got horses, right, all through the park, and, you know, they're taking people around. And you'll see the horse take a shit right in the middle of Main Street, USA, and, like, out of nowhere, it's just like, clean the shit. They can't see it. And the gar- it's gone. And the garbage cans are the cleanest garbage cans I've seen in my life. The whole place is spotless. It is. It's pretty fun. If you flash your taint there, <laughs> spotless. <laughs> the taint is spotless? Yeah. Your well, they'll make sure. Mine, mine is, but they'll make sure it is. I believe you'd be banned for life. <laughs> what would happen if you just went up to the entrance of, of Disneyland, bent over, pulled down your shorts again, and just exposed your tank and just did nothing? How long until someone came and arrested you or grabbed you or security uh, took they, you they away? Want no, they want none of that seconds. Sh- Hi. Yeah. None of that sh- Come yeah. get you pretty quick. Yeah. It's the happiest place on earth. No one wants to see a taint. <laughs> Would you be arrested for indecent, <laughs> indecent exposure? Well, I think you'd go to Disney lockup because there is a little jail there. Disney there. jail? Really? Yeah, it's probably made out of, like, rubber. <laughs> you can, like, right. It's a cartoon jail. <laughs> I'm out! <laughs> um, and, then, and then you'd run away and no one could yell after you because they're all in costume. <laughs> they're like, waiting for you to come back. Hey, can we play the the PSA that uh, someone wanted this PSA played? Oh, I love PSAs. Don't put that in your mouth. (laughs) Hi, kids. Why are we on television anyway? We're here to tell a little story about why you shouldn't put things into your mouth when you don't know what they are and why you should never take anything a stranger tries to give you. Why not? Because if you ate somebody else's medicine, some bad food, or some poison, you could get very sick. I don't want to be sick. And that's why before you eat anything... Wait, pause this? No, no, wait, wait, wait. We gotta hear the song. If it's okay. Okay, I love you. Can I eat the guitar? (laughs) I love you. But but you can help me sing a song about eating things that don't belong inside you. Okay, I wasn't really hungry anyway. Well, wait, maybe a little bit. (laughs) Okay, everybody. If you see something that you want to eat before you do anything, remember this song. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you stuff it in your face. Don't you stuff it in your face. Though it might look good to eat. Though it might look good to eat. And it might look good to eat. And it might look good to taste. You could get sick. Real quick. Don't you put it in your mouth. There it is. Tell you ask someone you love. That's right, sis. If it's okay to eat, if it's okay to eat, like a muffin or a beet. Like a muffin or a beet. If you don't know just what it is, remember, boys and girls, don't put it in your mouth. Hey, what am I doing? I don't even like beet. 
beets. Then don't put it in your mouth. Bye-bye, everyone. Remember, boys and girls, never take anything from a stranger. Um, okay, first off, if you want to see this, don't put it in your mouth. That's on YouTube. The puppets are terrifying. <laughs> like these, Jim Henson would have nightmares if he saw these. And the, the boy singing wanted no part of her in there. He kept trying to push her off screen. So I don't know if the puppeteers were fighting that day. But he kept trying to hit her with his guitar. <laughs> uh, That's a catchy song. It is pretty catchy. That's an old school jingle. Yeah, look at that song. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. This guy gets it. I'd like to s- Patrick, can I snap a picture of you with that? That's really good stuff. Oh, God. Seriously, nightmares. Toolsy, have you decided if you're going to uh, use the Samsung phones? We didn't talk about that. I've not uh, received a Samsung phone. Toolsy and I uh, did a gig this week where we did a Samsung commercial, essentially, for Fox. It was a commercial or a marketing. I don't know what it was. We each had one line. Yeah. It was a great gig. Um, My line was... uh yeah, good one. <laughs> my line, so it was like Walt, Michael Waltrip. <laughs> that was, my that was pretty much your life. Michael Waltrip. What was he doing? He was in a spa. He or was something? in a spa. So the the the, uh, the deal was, Carissa, who's the host of Fox Sports Live, would send uh, Michael. Hey, let's get uh, the latest on whatever's going on in NASCAR. And Michael Waltrip. He's on a Samsung phone with a bunch of people like cutting his nails, and he's at a spa. Right. So she's like, okay, well, he's not working. Let's go to Jay and Dan, and then we're staring at our Samsung phones. And you say a line, what was it? Waltrip literally phoned it in. And then I say, ah, good one. Yeah, you nailed it. And then I go to high five, and we miss the high five, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) They paid us a lot of money for that. Um, But uh, a lot of people did notice that I am back to a BlackBerry. I've got the Q10. Because yep. I sent out a, um, an email or a tweet. I said, ah, I had to retire my BlackBerry because every time I set it down, it turned off. It didn't work. So <laughs> Just hold on. <laughs> I got to pull the tools in here. Hold, let me hit pause there. Every time you put it down, it turned off. I think there was a bad connection with the battery or something. <laughs> so you just lay it on a table and it shuts off. Yeah, you have to put it down gently. <laughs> I liked it. It was quirky. It had its own personality. <laughs> Is my BlackBerry on or off? Oh, it's off. So, so I sent that out, and BlackBerry got in touch with me. They said, well, would you like to try a new one, a Q10? And I've got a Q10 now. So it's got the keyboard, and uh, it's got a little screen and uh, touch. Wait, so this one doesn't shut off all the time. This is a good one. I fixed it. I uh, Jerry well, this one it. also does. Uh, yes, I set it down too quick. So I had to tape a business card inside. Oh I'm just a pig farmer from Peterborough. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. You, that's how you fixed it? Yeah. Now, I guess it was just a loose connection, so I just, now it doesn't turn off anymore. And you always oh have God. your channel finder with you. Exactly. Yeah, that's you good. you want to know what channel of Fox Sports Live is on, well, DirecTV channel 219. There's <laughs> AT&T U-verse channel 1,652. That's just an easy right, That's the HD. Just right on your that's remote the HD there. channel. Oh, okay. oh, that's the HD yeah, channel. Well, what. most people would want to watch the SD channel. <laughs> hey, speaking so. of which, though, everyone found our channel on Saturday. Yeah, we, we had our, uh, what was it? Patrick, series Eight high? million viewers at least. I actually didn't get the email either. Just, <laughs> well, this is the thing. So uh, a, a broadcast media critic sends me an email and says, hey, congrats. Uh, lots of people watched you on Saturday. I said, I haven't heard anything about it. He said, you had your highest ratings ever coming out of the NASCAR All-Star Race. For the show ever. For the show ever. Okay. So we had the highest ratings ever. 
And <laughs> we still haven't heard from anyone about that yet. Yeah. So isn't that a big deal? Shouldn't we have heard about that? What we accomplished think, here? You think? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> because when we were in Sochi, they, they hit a series high. And an email went out like we had parted the Red Sea and it was we had the, saved it was all the It was the longest children. email I've ever seen in my life. It was like, way to go. All the hard work has paid off. Six months in, they thought we couldn't do it, but we did. We've accomplished television mastery. And then we blow that number out of the water and... Eh, not nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Canadians. We'll have to have a discussion with someone. Yeah. I don't know who. I think we should have a discussion with uh, Jeremy Taggart. We're going to bring Taggart Jeremy Taggart? Oh, yeah. he's not answering? Oh, he's not answering the phone. Oh, Tags. Oh, don't get. Don't be too hard on Taggart. Let me check. No, it's Schrager. How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Schrager, Schrager needs, I think Schrager needs a dog or something. He he has a lot of free hours in the day. to. But he's always emails. coming up with schemes and ideas. That's great. Yeah. He's always thinking. He's an idea man. He is. He's a huge fan of Madman. Yeah, he likes Madman. Yeah, yeah. Mad he doesn't Man. like Game of Thrones, though. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> oh, what's that? That's our hour. Well, that's very intimidating. Just oh, that's how much time we have left. Just making sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We got to keep. No, I, I'm I'm on it. I think we're good. Hey, what happened to that sponsor? The podcast sponsor. Yeah, we should talk about that a little bit. Um, got an email today from oh. our agent, super agent to the stars, Jordan, and uh, he said, uh, and it's based. <laughs> talk about something else. I'll find it. Uh, no, I want to. I want you scrolling through your phone. Airphone. Is there any Kleenex over here? Oh, there's some. I've got a drippy nose. This is how Dan lives every day. Yeah, I don't know. What's, uh, I got a bit of a cold here, so I'm sorry about that. Um, by the way, I could not believe we should talk some sports. Oh, we did talk figure skating. Um, I could not believe that I, uh, the news I woke up to on Monday about Carey Price. So, Habs fans, I... Yeah, that's I know, terrible. I know... Uh, <clears throat> When you're listening to this, they'll be ready to play Game 3 in New York on Wednesday. But going into Game 2, I know Tukarski played great. He did play really well. The, but, the, the second goal kind of was unfortunate, but I, the first and third you couldn't fault him on. But it's just that confidence. The team has so much confidence. Your number one is, like, the best goalie in the NHL at the moment, and then you're dealt that blow. It just must yeah. have been devastating for that room. Yeah, I feel bad, man. It's... And, you know, everyone knows the Bell Center is like the loudest rink in the league. It's so the atmosphere was so good. I love that opening. Yeah, oh, I just felt I like it, I felt like someone punched me in the gut. I yeah. felt so bad for Habs fans because I'm, I'm a huge Carey Price fan, as are you. Yeah, uh, we got to chat with him a little bit at the Sochi Olympics. I commented on his on his youthfulness. He said, <laughs> "Actually, I just got my hair cut." I said, "You look like so young." He's like, "I just got my hair cut." <laughs> Yeah, he's he's one of my favorite players in the league. Actually, I really like Carey Price. And the, uh, the best thing Danny is, Danny Briere, really happy for him. Was after they won their first round series, everyone's like, uh, when they talk to Price on the ice, they're like, he could have just got back from walking his dog. Yeah, he's so calm. <laughs> That's all what you want. The time. You don't want. I don't know why people are complaining. You want someone who's the same, even keeled. Especially your goalie. Especially your goalie. By the way, here's the email from uh, Jordan, our agent. We're down to just lawyer issues at this point, so this thing should close this week. We'll let you know as soon as the ink is dry. It'll probably close in about four or five weeks. <laughs> so, anyway, the point is, I think we are close to having a sponsor for this goddamn podcast. 
Maybe it's going to be Sambozon. Maybe it'll be Yerba Mate, made from the naturally caffeinated and nourishing leaves of the celebrated South American rainforest holly tree. Hey, I'm going to start a company. Let's call it Sambozon. <laughs> what? Why? Let's just do it. Okay, then. Hey, Tag, are you going to be on uh, Designer Danger Decks this week? <laughs> Hey, I think they got it on loop every week. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, buddy? Good, fellas. How are you guys doing? Really good. How's the uh, last week? It sounded like you were doing uh, the, the call from your shower. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pouring rain outside, and I was in my car. Now I'm at home. Nice. So good. Hey, uh, Tiger, we're just talking about uh, Carey Price. I know um, Leafs fans hate the Habs. What's the mood? Is People are still paying attention to the playoffs, though. They don't just stop watching the Habs. Well, I'm, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's funny. You have the people that are Leafs fans or just you know Canadian hockey fans that are siding with them because they're still in it and it's still a Canadian team. That, so I think some of us are supporting it. I am. But uh, a lot of people are hating the fact that they're doing well, so it makes it worse in a sense. And uh, I guess a lot of Leafs fans, that diehard ones that don't like anyone else, I guess love the fact that, you know, Carey Price is, is out, which in a sense kind of takes them out of uh, of a lot of chance, in my yeah. opinion. I don't think they can. I don't think they can beat the Rangers without him. But you, you know what's funny, Taggart? Uh, a bunch of people down here have asked me, like, "Oh, the, the Habs!" Are, you know, they come up to me, they're like, "Oh, the Habs are in it." You guys must be so excited. And I and I say, you know, what's weird for Canadian hockey fans? It's almost like they would rather have an American team win if it's not their Canadian team. It is, yeah, definitely in a sense. But, I mean, it's been so long that it's kind of, I think it's time to maybe put that aside. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that it's been over 20 years now, I'm, I think it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Like they all, Sad. They all make money up here, these teams. Um, I, I don't know if the, the stigma is, is still like it was, where they don't want to live in Canada if they could live in the States, the players. It might be still that way, but, I mean, in terms of like the transition of the going to an arena and you know having people going crazy like in Winnipeg, uh, that just the, the actual culture of the sport it just seems like they would rather be in Canada. And I'm hoping that trend happens again where the, there will be more Canadian teams winning cups because it's ridiculous right now. Well, we talked. Uh, we mentioned Chris Chelios from earlier in the podcast. We spent a lot of time with him in Sochi, and you know him well. And um, I asked him that question. I said. I know Montreal is a tough city to play in, but he like almost cut me off. He says, but every player, you have to play in a Canadian city like that because there's nothing like it. There's no comparison. So Absolutely. And it's like uh, just the feeling, and I think uh, it's it, it just why wouldn't you want to do that? And it, it seems to be happening a little bit with the Raptors by them winning and hopefully you know, us having an actual Canadian player like a Wiggins you know, playing maybe for, for – yeah, we Raptors. we discussed that last like week. That culture of Toronto has kind of gotten better with the, believe it or not, with Drake and his lint roller. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. one that one playoff appearance and the, the the amount of support that the fans game is gave is going to give them so much street cred when it comes to recruiting players. Now it's it's not that stigma as we mentioned before, where ah I gotta. Clear customs every time I go home. Ah, taxes. Ah, different colored money. Yeah, well, (laughs) is that how NBA players (laughs) sound? They're young and they actually have a good team. Yeah, so there's there is uh, and they fill the seats. Uh, The fact that we were selling 
way more tickets and I think I think that the Raptors playoff prices were higher than anybody in the NBA if I'm not crazy and and uh those Nets games none of them were sold out. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, and also and then there's the Blue Jays, Tiger, and I know you're a huge Jays fan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah I loved you know, your tweet last week because <laughs> last year we had, you know, these stalwart uh starting five pitchers and this year we kind of have these like ham and eggers and right. here we are above 500 i don't yep. i don't know what to say and you were talking about you know, the bullpen was was made of cheese yeah. and <laughs> the bullpen is awful yeah i wasn't i said they could actually have a clown that farts baseball <laughs> for, for the main purpose of getting people in the seat because that'd be a great draw and he would terrify the hitters <laughs> yeah and yes yes and, you know you could have like a little flap or something so there's no you don't see anything scary for the kids. The ball just kind of. I would think it'd be like the Ethan pitch. Remember the those old slow the, the slow high kind of lobs. <laughs> They're hard to hit, man. Yeah, that's right. The like slow thing, pitch. They cross the plate on a tough angle to, to hit. And the other thing is is. Uh, Right now, the bullpen—they're paying all these guys, and they just they oh. let runs in every time. Sergio Santos is getting paid a fortune. Yeah. And, and they pickup. always break it up. Like Burley <laughs> comes out after you know, rocking it for six innings, and then you know he can't re- he can't relax. He lo- either loses the game, or you know somebody else saves it and they win in the ninth because you know Bautista has to hit another two run homer, but they were up four two in the seventh. Here, here's a legit question: Who has a faster fastball, R. A. Dickey or Mark Burley? I think Dickey <laughs> might. Does he? I know. I, I, well, I think there's something about Burley where he just uh, he just has insane control, but he just uh, can he just has that I don't know. He reminds me of an old school like a not, like you said not not as fast, but but just the, the the idea of like a Maddox or something, but with more you know. Well, when, I think he could throw faster, but he just has deep accuracy, and he he just kind of goes into games. And I don't know where he came from. I, I remember last year I thought Jack. Johnson was going to be the guy. Oh my God! Know. What is this? We saw him at speaking of the Angels. We saw him pitch against the Angels. Oh, that was the yeah, worst. Outing that was I've like ever a seen. terrifying idea. Like that just didn't happen. He, and, and I remember Burley had the the dog issues. Oh yeah, I couldn't have him. And the pit bulls. Ontario, the thing with Burley though, up. if you're going to a game in which Burley's starting, you better be in your seat because that game's over in 30 minutes. <laughs> He's got a yeah, country music concert that. to Isn't get to. Yeah. <laughs> He's always got a concert <laughs> to get to. Yeah, that's yeah. He's like, oh, I gotta. Brooks and Dunn are coming tonight. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn, are they still around? They're playing the Rama. They've got to get the Rama. Hour drive. He's gets a, he gets in the you know the Porsche and just rips up the 400 at like 140. Oh, Taggart, we were talking about uh, our show. Uh, we were after the uh, Spring Cup All-Star Race on uh, Saturday, so we got to see the uh, driver introductions and stuff, and they had one of new country artists, and we checked, and he's got like, Five million Twitter followers. So yeah, what's uh, his name? Jake he's, Owen. Jake, Jake Owen. Owen. So this is a guy that looks like he's straight out of like a '90s rock band, but he is the he's a country singer. If Scott Stapp had had <laughs> like totally fallen off the earth in the '90s, Taggart, and they were like, "Well, we got to find a, a new lead singer." Jake Owen could have just stepped right in there. He performed the earlier in the day. He wore um, American flag, red, white, and blue shorts with like a checkered flag tank top. It was that. Uh, Really wow. <laughs> getting everybody in the demo right there. 
So wow. as, a, as a rock musician, does like new age country kind of piss you off or you're like, whatever, they're making money? Well, I mean, it's, it, it, I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I look more at that kind of, because I have a lot of friends that play in that, that genre of music, the Nashville scene. But, I mean, it's really kind of, you got to look at it as the, the actual blue-collar idea of music because it's very formulated. You, you know, there's a few songwriters that seem to write for everybody and the same producer. Well, it's the same song, essentially, with all the artists have. It's all about... Fun in the summer and party time, like tube top summertime, all time, all time, drinking, drinking, party time, country. That's cool. a pretty good have song, you, have right there. Driven, have you ever driven a half an hour out of any city in the states? We need to talk, kid. That, that's what life becomes is a back of a truck, having a few beers, watching that. Party that's time, all time, America. Party time, all time, summer tube top, party time. <laughs> Summer tube top party time is going to be in the top of the country charts. That's a hit. That's a big hit. Let's talk after the show, kid. Summertime tube top time time party time. Uh, Because uh, actually they had a country music festival after Coachella called Stagecoach, and it's like I was surprised how many people from L.A. went to that. Like country music is so big. It's such a cliche that it's only big in the flyover states now. It's big I'm in the big city. I'm waiting for the cities. big hit that I'm, I'm banged up. <laughs> too banged up. I tried to Wouldn't get it up, but I was too banged up. God, like, come on. Let's do, why isn't that already out? I've got the L.A. country station on my uh, radio, and I, flipped, uh, I flicked on it the other day on the, work, on the way to work. And uh, this guy, the, the song was his, his wife or his girlfriend just broke up with him, but he had already booked the tickets for their honeymoon. So he goes on the plane by himself, seat empty next to him, and the song is, Got Drunk on the Plane. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Ken. They know who I am. (laughs) But hey, good on him. He still went on the trip. Listen to that stuff. It's really, uh, it's like, uh, you know, eating way too much McDonald's. You end up getting the old gut ache and then shitting through a straw. Mm. (laughs) That's fun. Fun time party time. <laughs> Eating too much McDonald's in. Williams glasses. <laughs> Had too much Those McDonald's now. I'm shitting through a straw. <laughs> How come those shades aren't back? The beards and those dark shades. I can deal with that kind of. Oh, country. like Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, yeah, like the really <laughs> the, the affected nose. You know what the uh, the random red couch needs? Just shit stains all over it. All over it. How about blood stains? <laughs> Someone got murdered on this couch. We don't know why. Someone said something to another guy, and now they murdered him on this couch. Yeah, they did. You don't want to be the one with stains on this couch. He got murdered on the couch. Oh my God. And then end with hey. and just end with don't snitch. <laughs> Yeah, how come you guys haven't tracked down Burton Cummings yet? Well, I I think he's he's in Winnipeg right now because I saw Nico Case perform there last week, and I think he might have uh, showed up. And Burton hates us. We got our picture with him at the Great Cup, and he wanted no part of it. I think he was come just on, he really? was in a rush. I think I think he was in a bit of a rush. Did he big time you guys? Well, he had just no. gotten his picture with the Prime Minister. He's running up the, and I'm like, we got to do this. I got my phone out, the BlackBerry, and then uh, I'm like, Burton, can we get a picture? He's like, ah, one. 
<laughs> he poses and that's almost better, isn't it? So it kind of is. Taste. It, yeah, you want you want the real Burton. That's who we want. There's some great videos on YouTube, like old interviews with him, like when he was huge, and it's just like there's one where he's like firing up a dart before he's going on with his like own merchandise jacket, like the big Burton Cummings on the side. Hey, uh, Taggart. I sent you that picture like a month ago. The ACDC drummer, full song, dart in mouth. Yeah, I was impressed by that. Full song, dart technique. <laughs> That's going to be tough because it's going in your eyes. You're like, there's going to be ashes falling. Yeah, on on I the know. snare. There's ashes I on the you're snare. Talking about Phil Rudd. Yeah. He's just, just kind of. He. I think you could probably. He probably does that every song back in the day. I mean, you probably go all the whole set with it just sitting there. Yeah, probably a cart, probably a a, a, a cart and a set. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got a big big bag of smokes back there. His text just keeps firing them into his mouth. Do you remember uh, Hugh Dillon, lead singer of the Headstones, who used to get lit darts fired his way and he'd catch them in his mouth? Yeah, no, he'd he'd, he'd flick butts on people in the crowd. Yes. <laughs> How about that in the uh, uh, the modern interviews? Hey, hey, when it was flashpoints, remember he used to spit on the audience and flick. That, that's when he was having some yeah, substance. Yeah, it was bad back then. He was having <laughs> some substance now. problems, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's a yeah. now he's a TV star. Hey, speaking of TV, did you guys see that Corner Gas? They're making a Corner Gas movie. Oh, about yeah, time! Yeah, Brent. Brent's getting the big time again. That's a pretty big deal. So here's my thing, fellas. We got to figure out how we can make cameos in that film. Yeah, we got to right? get in there. Like we need, we need uh, the podcast listeners to get on and say you need Don Wright and Taggart and O'Toole in that movie. We can work at the gas station. Well, or we'll just be extras. We'll just walk by with Rough <laughs> yeah. Rider gear on or something. But just be horrible yeah. extras staring at the yeah. camera the entire time. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> it'll exactly. <laughs> we'll be we eating actually, at the we, Ruby. We'll be eating I there. I love. I love. Brent, we had him on the Taggart and Torrance podcast a few, like a couple months ago, and he's 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 again, so he's funny. Probably a favorite guest of both podcasts. Oh yeah, yeah. he's he's amazing. I love that guy. Or okay, if, let's if we're get on it. if we're sitting in the diner, each take one of us pretends we're choking on our food, right. so we ruin every take. Or what if what if there's a scene in the in the diner? It's like a conversation, and but you just hear violent violent diarrhea <laughs> coming from the bathroom in the diner, and then. I just walk out and do my pants up and just like, and then walk out. <laughs> nice. Or you just like say, just... don't have the jelly. <laughs> I'd like to maybe steal something and try and steal something. <laughs> uh, like, a piece, uh, like a pie. I think we're coming up with some gems for the corner gas. I got to say, if he hasn't already got a script together, <laughs> he might want to give us a call because we could just workshop a nice script right here. Cue the diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> When in doubt, go for the D-bomb. Uh, I don't know about you, Taggart, but uh, diarrhea is a very popular word at the O'Toole House. It is. Oh, yeah. Kids just are always yelling out, diarrhea. Hey, Panger's here. What, Panger? Hey, Panger. What's Panger. going on? Just spotted Panger right in the other booth there, just hanging out. Great segue oh. from diarrhea to Panger. <laughs> That's right. Panger heard that whole bit about diarrhea. He's like, i got to call my agent. Who's our agent, I believe? Should we bring Panger in now or next week? Uh, you know what? I bet you Panger well, here bring he is. Yeah, Darren, Darren Pang is walking in. Hello, Panger. Panger, how you doing, my friend? <laughs> hey, look, look at this. Look at this. There it is. Oh, yeah, finally. Panger, come on in. Get Panger. Hi, Panger. Down to number Good to two see you. Oh, man, it's awesome to see you. Come on in here. 
really improved your tan. Here, here, here we go. Best analyst. Breaks it down like nobody Come did. have a seat with us. I've got a chair here. We've got Jeremy Taggart here on the line, the drummer from Our Lady Peace and a good friend He's of He's a ours. huge fan of yours, huge fan of your work. I am. I love how he breaks it down and makes it simple for everybody. <laughs> oh, that is so nice of you to say that. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, uh, we're going to have to let you go. Is that okay? No, we That's can talk. No problem. Can... Have a great one, boys. Taggart, uh, let's... Uh, Let's get a writing, uh, writing um, venture going, workshop going on that uh, corner Cor- gas movie. Corner gas movie, you, me, Brent Butt, uh, Toolsy, Panger, not Mike. I'm, f- I'm afraid he cannot come along. Love it. Damn it. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'd Love like it. to record it. Okay. See you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. Jeremy. Panger, how are you, buddy? Listen, I see your tan's really come along, huh? It's not bad, right? <laughs> yeah, really outside. good. He's Solid. Got, he's yeah. got tan on his legs. That's the first time. <laughs> you must have been doing some work over the weekend on those. Yeah, well, yeah. I like to just uh, strip down to nothing, yeah. go out on my balcony, and yeah. just sun myself, and especially from here down. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because you get this no problem just yeah. walking around. Yeah, it's natural. Right, right. Yeah. But you don't always get the from here down. You want to make sure you get those legs yeah. sun. Yeah, yeah well. Nice. So just for those uh, join us, Darren Pang is here to be our, our Fox Sports Live hockey analyst for the rest of the postseason, right? Absolutely. I, want to hang. I can't wait to live in your basement, too. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, you know there's no basements. There's no basements in the States. That's Well, there is in some places, but just not here. Just not yeah. here. Yeah. Where there, have they got you up? There yeah. wasn't in Phoenix. In the Midwest, there's basements. Have they got you in a hotel here? No, I, I've just been on the streets, kind of wandering around. <laughs> it's been great. Met a, lot of, met a lot of old actors, old goalies. You oh, know? Yeah. oh, yeah. That's right. Rogi You run into Rogi Vashaw and... walking around, you know. Yeah. Just hanging yeah. out. Yeah, it's been awesome so far. No, I'm at, I'm at, I am at a hotel. And a, it's a good one? Brought my golf clubs with me. Oh, nice. A good hotel, you though. Notice, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's got, got a bed. It's bed, bed bigger than me. Did you book it's it fantastic. on Travago? <laughs> yes. I like that commercial where he's got. It's a finger. You know, I wouldn't have chosen this one. It's, well, the, the, the we were discussing the yeah, we we're discussing the guy in that commercial. That's he's awesome. like an old ragged man who you're really concerned about. He's like, good. He's, a, he's what? He's like I'm he's not a man I would trust. He's a man who would steal from me. Well, don't order your hotel online like that. <laughs> <laughs> so how how did this come about? First of all, do do we have the same agent, Jordan Bejan? Yes. <laughs> how did this happen? And how did we not steer you away from him before it was well, too late? He said. You thought it was a good idea, you know, <laughs> and I, I said, you're trusting those guys, oh, you know, and then I thought, well, you did leave the cold winters and come here. It's true. We all did. LA. I, I, I call that a great move. It, it worked out pretty it well. It was a us. move with gumption. It, well, and, and you too. I mean, yeah. you, you left Ottawa and came yeah. to the NHL and yeah. then stayed down here and you're in it, Phoenix. You know what? And I, 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 you know, really when something like this comes up, you, you, you just, you think, is this something I want to do? I want to go out to L.A. and do this. And then you look around, and I'm part of Fox Sports Midwest, do all my games. I'm, you know, I, I, They allow me to go anywhere. They allow me to go to TSN. Last year I did the Western Conference National Playoffs, and this year this comes up. It's like it's bigger family. Like Fox Sports Midwest, our bosses were very excited. You know, they, they know this is big here. And uh, so I'm sending back pictures, and it's good for them, and it's good for me. So, and I, but I, I have to say, and I, I've, I've I know just, that you guys don't work every day, so I know I wouldn't be with you guys whoa, all the time. So. Well, we're, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> we work so hard when we're here, Panger, that yeah. we need a little more time off yeah, no, than we I, used to have. I know. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw you in Russia. I thought that was hard work. You know, I thought that was Sochi's never been the same. That's right. <laughs> no, but I, but we well, were, no one's ever been back there since. <laughs> <laughs> we were excited about having you here because we feel like, well, we went from having Chris Chelios who openly hated doing television. Yeah, TV and Chris, <laughs> I love Chelly. He gave me more grief when I covered him as a player about pretty much everything. It was, and it was so much fun because you know he's got a big heart and he loves the game and he just likes to give you grief. Yeah. And then uh, I saw him on TV and my first thought was got too much hair to be on TV. Yeah, right. You, you I, can't, I'm with you. 100%. Well, I mean, that's well, this fake. Guy over here. That's not real anyway. No, that's a so, toupee. Yeah. yeah so. He's got a toupee on. Panger, be honest. Yeah, I'm honest. Um, Fox Sports Live, talking to people when you told them you're going to be on the show, do they say, oh, yeah, they're, they're making a valiant effort to show a lot of hockey? Are we getting through to people? The, actually, the response was great um, coming out here. Uh, the people that responded to me on Twitter were like, oh, you're leaving Fox Sports Midwest? <laughs> they thought I wasn't well, at your games it. anymore, <laughs> right. and I was coming out here. Um, we've, I, was, I was part of uh, ESPN in the old days of ESPN, too. Tom Meese, the late Tom Meese, was my first play-by-play partner there. And some of the things, as we're trying to sell it, and this is the where you're going to go for hockey, it, it's, it's, it's a sell that you, you you go at it with passion, and you tell people it's going to be there, and they eventually go to that. They eventually go there for it. Exactly. When, when we open up tonight, when you throw it to me, oh yeah, and there's going to be a big screen. It says House of Pang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's all coming together. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it That'll is be all a coming together. Moment. Yeah, yeah, it is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and the the screen looks really big behind me. I look very little. Um, ben Bishop, I'm not. Right. But, right. But uh, the number one thing is because of the families of Fox, you. People that watch it on the local, like Fox Sports Midwest and, and what have you, because of the shows that are done and wrapped around, they automatically get the get it that it's coming back to yeah. here. So right. it is good. Yeah, and, perfect. Uh, and this, it's all going to be, it's all the finals and L.A. being here again at this time, whether it's Anaheim. Or L.A. If they've got anything left in the tank, here. though. I don't know if the Kings Yeah, are. it's... Uh, well, this, and this is the thing. It's almost a dream for the NHL, right? It's, it's either L.A., Chicago, New York, Montreal. These are all almost like dream franchises, yeah. any of them, to have in the Cup Final. Even for Americans, I think for Americans, there's a romanticism about the Habs. Absolutely. Right? It's oh, like they're the Yankees. Absolutely. And, yeah. And all they've won is 24 Stanley Cups. Right, right. So, so, so there's an allure. There's something to it. So right now, it's all gravy for the NHL. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect matchups. Yeah. And we know Mo- Montreal now, with, without Carey Price, I, I mean, it, it will take a miracle. They played great last night. Yeah. Fantastic. They had more quality chances on Lundqvist. But now you look at the goaltending. You know, now you've got quick, yeah. elite. Crawford's becoming elite. Yep. And now you've got Lundqvist. Elite. This yeah. is this is pretty special yeah, at this is. point. Speaking of goalies, you make it well known that you aren't a tall guy, as do I. Uh, will we ever see a goalie your size or Alan Bester's size or Mike Vernon's size again in the NHL ever? Mm, I would hate to say no to squash anybody's dreams because more people told me that there's no way in the world that I would ever make it. So I, I, I wouldn't say no, but I would say that that goaltender is going to have to be a little bit broader. He's going to have to – he can't be my size. I mean, I'm the second smallest goalie to ever play. So I, I – Who's I'm, the smallest? A guy – this is great. The guy's name's Roy Shrimp Waters. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. That's and, awesome. And my, my nickname in, in pro hockey, all the guys that I played with, they would not call me Panger. They call me Spank. Spanking, spanking our gang. 
from the oh, old show. Right. And uh, I thought so, it might have been for another reason. <laughs> <laughs> Spanking shrimp. <laughs> Uh, and that's uh, the podcast, everyone. Were, were you taller than Alan Bester? No, he's taller than I am. Yeah. Oh. He's got a couple of inches on me. I'm f- five, four and a half, and I played at 135 pounds. Oh, my God. It's uh, yeah. amazing. It's amazing. So yeah. if Kreider ran into you like he ran into Price, you would have left the rink. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have hurt. Glenn Anderson did that a couple of times to me. I mean, knocked me right in the net. But remember when I, when I played in the, in the you know, mid to late 80s, I retired in 90, uh, the pegs in the net were... Remember they were yeah, massive? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The players were afraid to drive hard at the yeah, net because... Pre-magnets. Well, yeah, yeah, they were going to yeah. get jammed. I mean, they were going to get hurt. And now it, they, they get pushed over like you're pushing over a Amazon energy drink there, whatever it's called. You know, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, you just go like that. That's the Akai like that. berries. Yes. You know what I mean? You just yeah. push that over because there was no fear from the players to... Do I remember that was one of the arguments it. for not putting those magnets in was that, oh, well, now everyone's going to crash yeah. the net and And now look at it. Like, I mean, that would have... I, I saw it in super slow motion f- from the camera inside the net. I watched his right knee get absolutely tweaked. I mean, it came in. His knee went fump, fump. You oh. know, I, I've, I've torn MCLs and ACLs, and I've had six surgeries on both my knees. That one didn't look good. Yeah. And the speed that he's coming at, like, and, and someone says, well, he didn't do it on purpose. No, I, he didn't look like he did on purpose. He got tripped, and, and he lost his balance. But he's still going 180 miles an hour towards the net. Yeah. And, he, and, and there's history with Anderson. He ran over Anderson in Ottawa. He ran over Fleury. Now he's done this again. He reminds me a little bit about Glenn Anderson. Right. Glenn Anderson accidentally did it on purpose a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know because I felt the wrath a couple of times. So, But uh, he's a good hockey player. He's just he, going to have to slow things down a little bit. He's having a great series. I mean, yeah. it, it's all these guys on, on the Rangers that you kind of – lost track of maybe a little bit. Matt Zuccarello, guys like that, where you're like, man, these are good hockey yeah. players. You know, they have he, yeah. Slats. I you know, almost forgot Slats was running the show there. He's so low profile. Well, and when he made the trade for Marty St. Louis, he gave up a lot. Now it's right. two first-round draft picks and Ryan Callahan. Right, right. And uh, but and Marty, stru- he struggled. He went 13 games really without a yep. sniff. And, uh, uh, you, you know, he lost his mother. And I, I can't believe that he was able to come back and play and played to the level that he played, and I and I'm really impressed with the the group inside the locker room that they that they rallied around yeah. a player that they'd only had for a month and a half. Yeah. But that shows you what team sports are all about. Exactly. And that's why you pick team sports rather than you know a tennis player is only on his own or a golfer is only on his own. That's what's great about it. they they it was galvanizing, and yeah. that's a phenomenal like story. Some jerk like Andy Roddick. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you threw him right under the bus. Here. I'm a big tennis we never fan. Get to see, like we never Andy. get to see him anymore. We love him. We love him. He's usually here. But he, We're way over time. Uh, Again, we gotta yeah. we got to wrap her up. Okay, but uh, before we let you go, Pengar, are you are you here through <laughs> are. the conference finals and yeah. the Stanley Cup finals? That's correct. Okay, so potentially we could maybe have you back. Would you oh, of course. come back on? I want to be, be on. I think this is going to be award-winning. Oh, it yeah. already has won some Did awards. Did you see the Canadian Wall of Fame? What do you think of this? Whoa. Any suggestions? Dan Murray got inducted today. This week. That is yeah. awesome. That is phenomenal. Yeah. That's great. Isn't it? Where's Neil Young? Oh, Uncle Neil's not on there. Next yet. week, I've Neil Young. There it is. That's who we'll put on. There I, I've seen the needle done. and the damage done. There it is. A little yeah. part of it in everyone. We'll throw that up there. And Very this nice. face. How can you not smile when you see that? Yeah, face? That's, that's, that's John guy. Candy. That's beautiful oh stuff. Oh my yeah. god! No yeah. question. And in Trebek, I mean. And Wayne just uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wayne just opened up his uh, hockey school, hockey camp oh, in oh, Gosford oh, Ranch yeah. in Idaho. Oh really? And his son Ty is going to be a big part of it. Oh, well, he opened a hockey camp in Idaho. Gretzky Hockey Camp dot com. Huh. Yeah. In okay. Idaho. In 
Idaho, Gauzer Ranch, Idaho. It's a, I guess it's spectacular. I don't quite have the bucks to go there. You know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I don't quite have the bucks to afford a sweater like no, the me. great ones. I like, there. I like the feathered dew and the yeah, it's sharp. He had it going on, and he's got Janet's watch on. It. <laughs> <laughs> Panger, we thank you. All right, buddy. Uh, Peter Schrager, we thank you on yep, the shelf. Michelle Kwan. Uh, Ian, guy. great work on camera. Yeah, Ian did Jim, well. great work on audio. Mike, yeah, whatever you yep, do, you were all there. right. Patrick, Patrick, great work on the music or sounds or. <laughs> lackluster thumbs up. I'm going to say, Patrick, good job catering to the Canadian crowd last week. They noticed, too. The shirt. Real sharp. I got a lot like of a Canada shirt. Got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I just want to be friends. They're coming around. They're coming around. Just, just want to be friends. If you've got Panger in your corner, they'll, they'll come yeah. around eventually. I'll work on that over the next few weeks. Okay. Anything good. you need. Sounds good. Thanks, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening and watching. Take care, everyone. Elvis has just left the building. They're going home.